When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Jim Watson, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. So we are here at Tobin Tonight. We're on location in a conference room with uh, Mayor Jim Watson. So we're going to talk mano to mayor. Sure. So last time, I believe we had a discussion was 2015, just before Christmas. So it's been a while. Good memory. Yeah. So let's start off with how, how was the holidays? The Christmas holidays? Yeah. They were great, really uneventful, uh, didn't really do anything. I stuck around Ottawa and cleaned my house and visited friends and family, ate too much, the usual things. But uh, I, I wanted to be here because, of course, December 31st was our big kickoff for the 2017 celebrations uh, here at City Hall. We had six, 7,000 people here and uh, kids lining Laurier and Elgin Street all the way up to Parliament Hill where they had their own mini torches as we lit our cauldron here at City Hall and the torch passed all the way up to Parliament Hill when we relit the centennial flame with the Governor General, so it was quite exciting. Nice. And that's that's great for Ottawa, number one. Get all the, the younger crowd involved in it as well. Um, yeah, we had 400 students, 425 students from uh, all the four school boards in Ottawa that were chosen, and it was a great opportunity. They got to keep their torch, and it was a bit of history, and it, it kicked off uh, what I, I think has already been an amazing year of celebrations. We hosted Skate Canada. We hosted the uh, Davis Cup, uh, which was a great success. Uh, we've had uh, sellout after sellout of our events. We had um, Red Bull Crash Dice, which attracted 40,000 people on Saturday and 25,000 people on Friday. The Prime Minister and his family came, so it was an amazing opportunity to showcase our beautiful city. And let's talk about some of those events. You just mentioned the Red Bull Crash Dice. How did that all come about? And of course, you mentioned the success, the Prime Minister even coming to town. Does that bring a lot of exposure to the city? What brings huge exposure that we could never afford to pay for in advertising. You know, to give you an example, the New York Times featured Ottawa as uh, the destination of choice and Canada being the country of choice a few weeks ago and listed seven or eight different spots around the city people should drop by. There's a full-page article in the Chicago Tribune on Ottawa, and uh, there was international broadcasting of Red Bull Crashed Ice on Friday. Friday and Saturday night that went worldwide. So these kinds of events are not only fun for the city and the people who, who come to visit the city, but they're great for our exposure around the world because our budget is pretty small compared to you know most other marketing organizations. So we have to rely on a lot of earned media, as it's called. And how does that personally make you feel as a mayor getting all that exposure? Because, I mean, of course, when they mention Ottawa, they have to mention kind of your contributions to it as well. Well, you know, my, my role is... 
more sort of booster in chief, I guess, to promote Ottawa and, and be available to international media to do interviews and so on. But this, uh, the Red Bull idea was uh, first thought of by Guy Laflamme, the executive director of Ottawa, 2017-2017, back nine years ago. And he's been trying to get them to come ever since. And lots of uh, bureaucratic obstacles over the years because it's a you know UNESCO World Heritage Site, the canal, and you've got the parliament buildings on one side and security concerns and so on. And when he first broached it with me, I thought, well, how are you going to fit a whole Red Bull crashed ice track from basically Majors Hill Park or the Chateau Laurier down uh, the locks? And uh, he's brilliant, and he made it work, and it was, you know, despite the cold, I think we probably would have had 20,000 more people, which is probably would have been quite a problem logistically, but the cold kept some people away. But those who were there had a great time. It was great for the local economy, you know, couldn't find a hotel room in downtown Ottawa to, to book. And uh, it really helped us. Uh, we're, we're really trying to change the image of Ottawa. You know, the slogan is from Ottawa the old to Ottawa the bold. So things like that. We had uh, two uh, sold-out gourmet dinners at Suntech Tomatoes in Manatech. You know, you're eating amongst the greenhouses, this you know, gourmet meal by Mark Lepin, one of the best chefs in Canada. We've sold out our uh, Canada's table, which is a, a thousand-person dining experience on Wellington Street with the Parliament buildings as a backdrop. Uh, we sold out our picnic on the bridge, you know, between uh, Gatineau and Ottawa on, on July 2nd. You know, the Grey Cup is coming, and it will be sold out. We're working hard to firm up uh, the NHL Outdoor Classic, and we hope to hear some news on that tomorrow. You're very active on Twitter as well, and one of the tweets I remember was someone saying when they were building the crashed ice whole set, they said, they tweeted, why don't you test it out? Was there ever a chance that you were going to do that? Or? No, no, because I, I can barely stand up on skates, so there's no way I would go down this massive drop and, you know, go... 50 or 60 kilometers an hour down a track and, and I think there's insurance reasons although I think they took a couple journalists down if I'm not mistaken I know one journalist from CBC went and tried it but it's uh, you have to this is a professional sport you can't just show up like you know as I said I can't even stand up on skates on a flat surface like you know I would end up going down my derriere the whole way and not stopping until uh, you know I hit the, the bale of hay at the end of the run the Junos are also in Ottawa this year how big is that for the city. It, it's huge. You know, it's the third time we've hosted them. And, uh, you know, my goal when I set up the 2017 apparatus was really to have a, a, a year-long celebration, but anchored by three major events. One of them was the Juno Awards, the other was the Grey Cup, and the third was the NHL Outdoor Classic. So, so far we have two out of three, and then I'm, I'm quite confident we'll, we'll hear some good news tomorrow when uh, the commissioner of the NHL is at my breakfast uh, series uh, at Lansdowne tomorrow. So, uh, uh, you know, these kinds of events draw a lot of attention and a lot of people to the city, and they're a lot of fun as well. So, you know, this is also about economic development. It's about selling Ottawa as a tourism destination, a place for people to invest. And we're able to bring some of our corporate sponsors to some of these events, and they see a different side of Ottawa. We're not just a gray flannel government town. We actually are a pretty dynamic city with some of the best restaurants. Uh, you know, we've just named the high-tech uh, capital of Canada. Canada, the best place to be a student is Ottawa. The most sustainable city is Ottawa, according to Corporate Nights. Money Sense magazine said we're the best city to live and work in. So this is not me, you know, boasting yeah. from a bias point of view. These are all 
independent third party uh, organizations and publications so you know sometimes we you know we can't see the forest for the trees you know we'll complain about something in Ottawa but people from the outside looking in say boy you've got a clean safe green city uh, you know you're, you're building LRT to avoid the kind of congestion you see in some other big cities in North America uh, you're investing in infrastructure whether it's social infrastructure cultural infrastructure things like putting up the new Ottawa Art Gallery later this year we just opened an innovation center we just opened La Nouvelle Seine for French theater open community centers and, uh, and, and expansions in Stittsville Barhaven Canada Cumberland so the city's really on a roll and it's, it's a great opportunity to be mayor of our city because uh, so much is happening after years of you know we're stuck in the, the mud on so many issues like Lansdowne for instance you know how many decades did we dither about tear it down build it up you know our, our council oversaw that uh, beautiful completion of that project which is a lot to the city lots of jobs and uh, it's the same with, with things like uh, trying to get some of these big events that we've uh, we've attracted over the last several years the NHL all-star game we couldn't get that without a new convention center so we worked with the province and the federal government we opened a new convention center at the Shaw Center we've got a new um, uh, you know trade show complex the EY Center up by the airport uh, which is doing very well and we'll have an LRT stop there in phase two of LRT that was just approved by council so a lot of good things are happening and uh, there'll always be critics and naysayers but um, I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish you know the Junos uh, are a great feather in our cap because they allow the local music industry to shine as well and more venues to book local artists at the same time the Ottawa Citizen posted earlier this year it was an opinion piece more or less saying that you've been doing this for so long that they were wondering should you leave us on a high because even the Sun has posted 79%. We had a 79% approval rating. You're one of the top mayors in the in Canada for that. And they were just kind of curious as to why would you continue being mayor? Like you, you, you could go out on a high. You could go out with all the success that you had right now. Is it just a drive that you like doing this job? Well, it's a combination. I, I enjoy the work. Uh, I think we've accomplished a lot uh, collectively as a community, and I've played a small part in that. But I think there's some big projects coming up uh, on the horizon that you need a steady hand um, uh, to to help guide. The Civic Hospital is a multi-billion dollar project. I helped broker a deal that, that provided a better site for the, lo the, the new Civic Hospital. And that's going to be one of the most important buildings we build in our lifetime, because if we don't have it done right, healthcare and people's lives suffer. Obviously, La Breton Flats is another huge project that's going to be taking place over the course of the next several years. I fought very hard to get on the board of the National Capital Commission along with the Mayor of Gatineau, and uh, I think I could offer some um, helpful insight into making sure that project moves ahead because I think it would be good for the city to have the arena downtown, to have the two LRT stations there, and I think it, you know just the, the, the building of LRT Phase Two is a 3.3 billion dollar project, and I don't think you want people who uh, have no experience running these projects and, and running these big budgets to take over midway through. Uh, it's not that uh, you know everyone's um, uh, is replaceable, quite frankly. But I think you know sometimes people uh, are always looking for change, you know, but they want experience. So uh, I've been fortunate. I've I've taken breaks from municipal government. I've been the head of a crown corporation, the Canadian Tourism Commission. I was a minister in three different portfolios. Uh, 
I worked at the House of Commons. I worked for a brief time as a journalist. Uh, I understand the community, and um, ultimately the public will decide whether I should have a, a third mandate. Does that ever play a, a part, though, in your job of wondering if, if your approval rate went down to when people may be coming to your office and saying, okay, he has to go? Do, does that ever play a part in how you do your job, or is it more or less you have a set goal and you don't worry what people say? Well, listen, polls go up and down. You know, obviously, when there's a good poll, politicians embrace them, and when there's a bad poll, they, they say, well, you know, they dismiss them. I was fortunate. I got a very, you know, that, that approval rating was roughly the percentage of people that voted for me in the last election, so I think there's some credibility to it. I got, I think, 77% in the last election, and this poll was 79%. So, you know, when I ran for mayor the first time, I got 82%. So I've, I've always, uh, you know, been fortunate to have a good broad base of support in different parts of the city, rural, suburban. Uh, urban. Um, think if it, I'm not mistaken, the fellow who wrote that was a, a candidate who ran in my riding for the Conservatives and he lost twice and he's probably a little bitter that he lost and he sees this guy Watson, you know, why is he winning? You know, he shouldn't run again. He's always been a critic of mine. I try to ignore him but um, my view is you've got to go forward every four years like a big job interview and in my case, it's 900,000 people that get to decide whether I keep my job or not. And, um, you know, I said during my announcement that I made on Facebook, you either run on your record or you run from it. You know, a lot of politicians run on their record and deny, well, I didn't have anything to do with that. That was someone else. That was council's fault. I run on my record, and, and I think when people look at what we've been able to accomplish, whether it's cleaning up the Ottawa River, and investing in social housing and arts, expanding LRT, uh, getting community infrastructure back up and running, uh, they look at it with um, a sense of community pride. You know, we we had a period where there was very much doubt whether big projects could ever get through City Hall. You know, LRT was cancelled two councils ago. It cost us millions of dollars in, in legal fees and penalties and we have no nothing to show for it. Today, shovels are in the ground. The system's going to open next year and we're already uh, moving ahead on phase two. And then, you know, we're, we've already got the environmental assessment going for phase three, which is Canada. Uh, as well as, you know, what can we do to help Barhaven and what will we do with the Prince of Wales Bridge to connect with the uh, STO system in Quebec so we have a more seamless system across the river. When you were deciding about your re-election, of course, you take a bit of time. Was there ever a, a doubt to think that I, you should go another way? Well, I want to take the time to talk with friends and former campaign workers and family members. It's a big decision. It's a big part of your life uh, that you give. I'm not looking for sympathy, but my, my view is that uh, if you're unhappy you know, every day or every couple of days going into work and you don't like the people you're working with or you're always leaving the office angry or grumpy, uh, it's time to move on. You know, uh, there are days that I... You know, not happy about something or grumpy about something, but the vast majority of the time, I really like coming into work. I like spending time out in the community. Uh, you know, people laugh that I would go to the opening of an envelope, but I think you got to spend as much time outside of City Hall as you do inside, because uh, that's where you learn what's going on in the community. You know, if you listen, you know, it's almost like if you go to a doctor's office and you're in the waiting room, everyone's sick. Well, that's not reflective of the community. It's because you're in a doctor's office. Here, you have usually the same people coming to complain about the same things all of the time and they're not reflective of the community I'll go out canvassing uh, in the summer months between elections and what may be a huge issue downtown at City Hall doesn't even register with people out in the suburbs or rural Ottawa or 
in one of the urban neighborhoods. So I think politicians who, you know, I, I call it on the federal scene, Hillitis, they love the trappings of Parliament Hill, question period, the car and driver, the fancy library. But, you know, if you lose touch with your riding, you won't be there much longer. And that's something I think is a credit to you because you, like I said, social media is big, so you keep contact that way. When there's events, you go to them. Uh, I think even I read earlier that uh, when it comes to you or Justin Trudeau, they said like Jim Watson makes Justin Trudeau look kind of shameful because he's always out at the events um, and getting you know interactions with the yeah. people as well but he, in fairness so the prime minister went and did that cross-country tour of town hall meetings no you know stack questions or you know you can't ask it because you're going to ask an embarrassing question so i i admire him for doing that because most politicians like stephen harper never would go to a town hall meeting unless everyone was vetted they were conservative supporters and uh look you have to take the good with the bad like i've been to a lot of public meetings where people are angry about a certain issue but um you know what i try to do is at least be accessible i can't necessarily see everyone who asks for for a meeting because it's just not enough hours in the day but we've got good deputy mayors good members of council and, and good staff that can hopefully help people if people can't get in to see me directly and finally the last question is you mentioned the good and the bad of ottawa can you mention some of the things that ottawa needs to improve upon well, I, you know, I think we need to prove, prove upon our transit system, and that's why we're moving ahead with LRT. You know, we should have done this 10 years ago, and we would have had the Barhaven North-South line uh, complete it, and we'd, we'd be well on our way to, to completing East-West. So that's that's one issue. Um, there's no question, I think, in terms of last year, we had a very tough year from a community safety point of view with the, the number of shootings. Uh, we're off to a much better start in the first quarter of this year, uh, and we're adding 25 new police officers this year as we did last year as well. Um, I, you know, I think we constantly strive to diversify the economy because we put a lot of our eggs in the, the federal government basket. And the last government, federal government, uh, cut about 20,000 positions. So that had a negative impact on the, the economy. Those numbers are going back up, which is helpful for Ottawa's economy and for people seeking jobs. But we constantly have to work hard to diversify the economy. That's why we're pushing uh, to have Ottawa designated the uh, Center of Excellence for a autonomous vehicles, you know, QNX and BlackBerry are doing some amazing work in Canada, 600 jobs, $100 million investment. That's one example of a growth area. Cybersecurity and defense is another area where we have some expertise. And that was why I was so pleased. There was a, a, a report came out that listed Ottawa as the, really the high-tech uh, hub of the country, which, which was great. And it's something, it justifies, uh, not justifies, but it, it sort of cements what we've already known, that we've got a big, good solid base of uh, knowledge workers. We have more PhDs uh, per capita than any city in Canada. We have more scientists and engineers per capita than any city in Canada. More venture capital put into Ottawa companies, more startups than any other city in the country. So uh, we're firing on a lot of cylinders and we've got to keep that up because we want to make sure that if there's a downturn with the federal government hiring, it's going to be offset in the private sector. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Mayor Jim Watson for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, If you have a mayor that takes the time to chat for a podcast just starting out with no following and helps the city improve all at the same time, maybe keep that guy around. Just a thought. 
Thanks for listening and good night. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.